This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Every weekday, Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we're up against, together we can beat them. I want to share with you a story out of a small town in rural Alabama that has been unfolding for over two years now. Patrick Braxton was elected the first African-American mayor of New Bern, Alabama, a majority black town. But the all-white city council refused to cede power. They literally locked the doors to City Hall to prevent Braxton from gaining access. He was told by a white woman that the town was not ready for a black mayor. I am highlighting this story on this channel because it has not received nearly the attention it deserves, and it has a lot to teach us about entrenched power and systemic racism. More on that in a minute. Let me just read you some of the facts of this case from some outstanding local reporting by the Capitol B. The People's Bank of Greensboro and the city clerk barred Mr. Braxton from accessing the town's financial records and bank accounts and the post office refused to give him the town's mail. We're talking about the mayor being refused access to the city's funds and the city's mail. Capital B reports that Mr. Braxton has been targeted for other harassment. Drones have followed him to his home, and a white man almost ran him off the road, and his white colleagues in the volunteer fire department have failed to back him up during emergencies involving black residents. And when LaKenna Lewis began helping Mr. Braxton, the founder of Selma nonprofit Love is What Love Does received handwritten threats with swastikas and racial epithets. One of the letters had a drawing of her and Braxton being lynched, capital B reports. If you've ever wondered what institutionalized racism looks like, look no further. Until the election of Patrick Braxton, Newburn had always been overseen by a white ruling class. Virtually every elected position was held by a white person. The moment they realized they would have to share power, they dug in. I talked with Kareem Creighton, an election rights lawyer, about this. For what it's worth, I graduated from high school with Kareem in Montgomery, Alabama, not too far down Highway 80 from Newburn, Alabama. Well, I appreciate your optimism. I, I actually share it, but I don't want to be naive. Are you familiar with the the story which has just come out of the the mayor of the small town, a majority black town, overwhelmingly majority black town with a with a white government that finally elected the black mayor? Do you know the one I'm talking about? I'm familiar with the story. Can you can you give us the the primer on that and the window sure. it provides into some of the structures that even in majority black communities limit representation? Sure. So yeah, New Bern is a small town in the Black Belt, kind of west of Montgomery, uh, between probably halfway between Montgomery and the state line of, with Mississippi. Okay. And it is a city, as you said, that has you know a solid majority of African Americans in it now. Uh, it has changed over time, but until you know this year, uh, it had always had white mayors. And so for the first time, uh, a black mayor gets chosen. He attempts to do the things one would do as mayor, right? Uh, start to appoint people, try to get access to his office, and he's blocked at every turn. And there are these extraordinary like, efforts. Literally, they lock. No, literally, physically, not allowed. 
Correct. He is not allowed to get in. He's not allowed to do any of the ministerial basic things that you would need to do to function as mayor of this town, even though he had been duly elected as mayor. And in fact, the old guard, who clearly were not happy with this outcome, turned to the local probate judge to try to block a lot of this activity. And so there's now a problem that has now found its way into federal court to try and get some remedy to this. And, you know, I, I was reading that and I thought, absolutely to your point, you know, numbers only do part of the work. There are always instances where people who have held on to power, even illegitimately so, will not relinquish or share that power. It's a sad reality, but I think it sometimes means we have to go to courts to enforce the law. And, you know, one wonders if, there are other places, I'm sure there are, where essentially they're out of the public view, you know, little small towns, hamlets, where this kind of dynamic is going on. But that's why it's so important to have, A, attention to these matters, but B, courts to back up what the law requires us to do. Because otherwise people say, well, that might be the law outside of this town, but here, right, we're in charge. And that just isn't how uh, democracy should work. I'd say one more thing about that. You know, one of the other weird and, uh, you know, odd parts of where, you know, the Supreme Court has been about this was, you know, in 2013, they announced to the world that, well, we no longer have this present need for uh, having Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, which would prevent changes in law in places like Alabama. And without it, I think it is sent a signal. We have a lot of evidence in the Brennan Center about how new suppressive laws have gone on the books, but it's also given, I think, aid and comfort to this kind of defiance. So now in order to get some answers and some remedy, this individual who is duly elected has to go to federal court, which takes time and money. And, um, you know, again, the voters in the meantime elected a person to do a thing and nothing is getting done. So it could easily be that this case doesn't get resolved until well into this person's term or if at the end of it you sort of look at that and think well, is that sort of the you know justice that we think our democracy demands i think not this story is not just about the residents of newburn alabama white supremacy is alive and well in this country and newburn is a warning about the lengths extremists will go to to hold on to power in New Bern, they literally stopped helping black people with life-threatening emergencies. This is from another local report. Braxton, who was the elected mayor at this point, says he was the only volunteer firefighter in his department to respond to a tree fire near a black person's home in the town. As Braxton actively worked to put out the fire, he says, one of his white colleagues tried to take the keys to his fire truck to keep him from using it. In another incident, Braxton, who was off duty at the time, overheard an emergency dispatch call for a black woman experiencing a heart attack. He drove to the fire station to retrieve the automated external defibrillator, or AED machine, but the locks were changed so he couldn't get into the facility. He raced back to his house, grabbed his personal machine, and drove over to the house, but he didn't make it in time to save her. This is happening in America right now. My daughter shared with me an expression that applies really well here. If you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. I am about to make a pitch for literally my favorite startup in the world. It's called Storied Hats and it is revolutionizing the apparel industry starting 
with hats. I wear them, my kids wear them, not only because they look great, but because Storied Hats is a great company. Every piece of this is sustainably sourced and the hats are made in ethical fair trade facilities. This is an apparel company with a conscience. A little inside baseball here. I actually know the owner and he's one of the best people I have ever met. You wouldn't think a hat company could change the world, but this one is trying to. Most apparel is incredibly toxic. It's not made well and it's not made ethically. Storied Hats is different. And I am told by my kids, it's also very stylish. Tons of colors, patterns, hats designed for all seasons. And the best part, no logos. If you don't want your forehead looking like a billboard, Storied Hats has you covered. Check them out at storiedhats.com and use BOATS for 15% off at checkout. That's storiedhats.com and use code BOATS at checkout. Thanks. The voters of Newburn elected the town's first black mayor and the minority white population viewed the elevation of the town's black community, at least in terms of its representation, as a threat. If you're accustomed to privilege, like the white population of Newburn, Alabama, equality feels like oppression. If you start looking for that, you will see it everywhere. When school libraries showcase more minority authors, Moms for Liberty cries oppression. When colleges in Florida want to teach about historical racism, the governor launches a war on wokeism. I hope it's obvious that I am not singling out Alabama. I know so many good people there fighting for change. I spent my formative years there. But Alabama is a case study of the lengths to which entrenched power structures will go. And to anyone who tells you that our warnings about voter suppression are overwrought, tell them about Newburn. It has taken far too long for this story to come out. I certainly wish I had learned about it sooner. But the obscurity of this story and the difficulty in getting good reporting suggests that Newburn, Alabama is far from the only example. I want to end by sharing a clip from an interview with Patrick Braxton, the elected black mayor of Newburn, Alabama. By the way, the channel that posted this, the People's Justice Council, has 89 subscribers. Let's quadruple that today. Here's the clip. Uh, I, I begin to look around this town and see the changes I can make and the stuff I could do for this town. And everybody, not one side of the street, every, make everybody equal in this town. So the mayor before you yes. had been here for how long? Oh, he had been here for a decade without knowing. We, the people didn't even know they could vote for a mayor. That's the part I'm really yeah. trying to get at. Yeah. They, could, they didn't even know they could vote for a mayor. You've been the mayor since 2020. I got sworn in November. So you've been the mayor for two years. Two years. You just got access to your buildings. I had access one time and they locked me out. And now you just got access just got to got your building last week. Yes. And you still don't have mm -hmm. access to any financial records. And you just got access to your mail from 2021. Yes. Last week. Yes. But you the mayor of the town. Of the town. It, it, it's been going on decade after decade. It never been an election in Newton, Alabama. Until the end, I put my paperwork, I broke their cycle of what they were doing. How many black mayors have there been? No. I am the first. How, how, what is the makeup of this town? I would say the blacks are, are known them by 75 to 25. 
75% black, yeah. 25% white. Yeah. It's never had a white, uh, I mean a black mayor. Never. And each mayor, besides you, has never run for it. Never election. run for it. It's always been a handout. Always been a handout too. <clears throat> and you talk to your state legislators and they've not intervened to stop that. No, they, they had never stopped, they didn't try to stop it. Okay, what happens in rural communities uh, often is it, it becomes a thing where people don't really pay attention yes. to what's happening. And things like this take place in these rural communities because not a whole lot of folk are paying attention to what's happening. And, 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 and this is really indicative uh, of a larger picture on this threat to democracy that we feel right now and that it, the way that it's being here is the way that they would love for it to be yeah. so that it can just be passed on to and whomever they desire yeah. for it to go, go to, to next time instead of there being an election where the people have been to say because yeah. I'm pretty sure if it's 75% black folk and 25% white folk here Ain't no way in the hell. No way. That shouldn't have been a black no. mayor by now. No. If they never, they didn't know they could vote for a mayor. Because there's so much hand down. And when an election comes, you never, you never post it. That's, that's the key. You never post it. Never post the election for the mayor. For the mayor. For the mayor. Okay. You've and never been posted. That's never on the ballot. they never on the ballot because nobody never knows they can vote for a mayor. That was Patrick Braxton of New Bern, Alabama. Thank you, Mayor, for not backing down.